AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Jessica Pergett, Assistant Editor for AviationPros.com. In this episode, I talk to Bridget Reef, Vice President of Planning and Development for the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, about the new Terminal 1 Silver Ramp that opened in August of 2020. Why was it important for the airport to invest in this project? Well, the Silver Ramp itself um, consists of not only public parking, but also a new transit facility and rental car area, right? And so it's... Um, it provided a number of benefits to the airport um, from a transit-orientated standpoint and from a rental car standpoint. Um, we were seeing a number of different challenges. We were seeing parking fill at Terminal 1 on Tuesdays, and after about a year of that, that situation where we were full at Terminal 1 and had to either turn customers away or send them to Terminal 2 was actually starting to become evident on some Wednesday mornings as well. And so from a customer service aspect, the very last thing we wanted to do was turn customers away. And so we have two terminals. We had extra space at Terminal 2, but our airport users like to park at the terminal that they're flying out of. And I contend that our weather most winters actually probably drives people to park as close to the terminal building as they possibly can, right? So we're really trying to meet that customer need, number one. But obviously it's a very expensive project. And so we were also looking at other factors like the existing facilities that we have we have a couple of our parking ramps aren't going to, well, they're reaching the end of their life in about 10 years or so. And we need to have what I call swing space available for when we either have to completely reconstruct those parking ramps or maybe replace them with some other use. And so having the silver parking ramp available and all of the spaces that it provides from a public parking standpoint gives us some of that flexibility and swing space for when a couple other uh, ramps need to be either reconstructed, like I said, or um, prior to COVID, one of the big issues airports were facing is what are you doing with your Ubers and Lyfts? You know, where are you putting all those drivers and drop-offs and things? And so the ramps that need to be either reconstructed, could be reconstructed in a manner that would be more um, workful for Uber and Lyft. We could um, reconstruct that area as something terminal related because of its location. And having the silver ramp in place just opens up a ton of opportunity for us to make a decision down the road for how best to use that space. So those were two of the really key things. But other factors such as um, we have parking lots off of airport property that the cities own or businesses own within the adjacent communities. And those cities are starting to see higher and better uses for those parking ramps. And so the availability of parking off-site from the airport is sort of is slowly reducing, meaning 
more people are going to want to park at the airport because they can't park just off the airport. So there were things like that and factors that played into our overall decision to provide new parking space. Just one other thing I'll touch on relates to the rental car facilities. They are pretty um, squished for space in the red and blue parking ramps. And by constructing the new silver ramp to accommodate rental car facilities, not only provided them with brand new facilities, but larger facilities um, to meet what their demand really is. And so I think that was key. And by having rental car facilities in the new ramp also provided a funding source because every time you rent a car, you pay a customer facility charge fee and that money gets collected and can be spent on the facilities that house the rental car. So it helped offset some of the parking ramp costs for the airport. So how did you choose this specific solution for your parking issues that you were facing? And were there any other ideas that you were considering? Well, what we were, what we were seeing from the people who use our parking facilities, if they're flying out of Terminal 1, they wanted to park at Terminal 1. And so really that gave us only two options for where to put this parking ramp. And one just happened to be closer to the terminal and adjacent to the other parking ramps, which provides some efficiencies based on that. The problem was, is that that location is where the existing exit plaza was and where the existing parking revenue building was. And it was it wedged between the parking, existing parking ramps and the existing post office. So we had facilities on either side, as well as right where we wanted to build. But it also created opportunity for us to realign our outbound roadway, which was key. Um, it's a much better experience for the passengers. It's got softer curves and it's got more design length for them to make decisions about which lane to be in for whether they want to go to St. Paul or whether they want to go towards Minneapolis. So those were some of the benefits. But as you know, that site wasn't just bounded on those two sides. On the other two sides, we have our parallel runways um, and limitations with our terminal concourses, right? So we are bounded on all four sides, plus underneath with the light rail station. Um, but that was key because being able to tie into the existing light rail access meant pretty good walking distances for our passengers. And we didn't have to extend the tunnel or extend the tram system that was in place. So there were a lot of savings associated with that. And then not only to be bounded on all four sides and on the bottom, we were bounded on top as well with height restrictions from the runway approaches. And so we were literally boxed in. So another challenge that you had was with the design. There was going to be metal on the outside of the structure, but that didn't kind of go with the FAA's specifications. So at what point in the building process did you find out that that wasn't going to be an option? And what did you do to uh, kind of overcome that challenge? Well, we had a we had a specific group pulled together that was looking at the facade for the parking ramp. We were we were all in agreement that we wanted to build a parking ramp that didn't look like a parking ramp. Um, there had been a couple examples around that some of us had seen with some interesting um, facade materials um, for their parking ramps, and we definitely wanted to go that route. So it was during the uh, design of the parking ramp, and so remember we had. Uh, roadway and building projects that we had to do first before we could start construction on the ramp. So we had some lead time to work with the FAA and submit um, the information 
to the FAA, when they came back with their determination, we had enough time to pivot and figure out a different solution without delaying the project or anything like that. The solution um, was brought forth from the design team with the, um, a material that actually has a longer life, no maintenance type of solution, but also had color associated with it. So it wasn't just a metallic change in color look, but it actually provided us the opportunity to use real color and, and create a visual um, look to this structure that we were all um, very pleased with. And I can't believe how close the images are in real life to what was rendered as part of the design. It's really intriguing how well our teams can do that. Uh, kind of my last big question for you was, uh, how did COVID impact the project? Um, not much at all, quite honestly. Um, we were we were tracking for a 2020 completion, as it was. Um, we experienced some material delays, and so the the opening did slide a few months because of some of those delivery delays. Um, we did not experience any major contractor outages due to COVID, which is fabulous. Um, and really for the most part, didn't feel, the, the impact is on the, the customer side of it mm-hmm. and um, not having the passengers there to actually use it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast. For more information about this project, check out the May-June issue of Airport Business, where we profile it as one of our Project of the Year winners.